We are continuing our sermon series on the I Am statements from John's Gospel. And today we hear from Jesus as he speaks in the 15th chapter of John, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we know that there is no such thing as preaching unless your Holy Spirit is in every word that is spoken. And so I pray, come Holy Spirit, come. We ask that your spirit would also open our hearts and minds to what you would say to us this day and in hearing that we would grow closer to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was a kid, I spent a lot of my summers in western North Carolina with my grandparents. And during those summers, we would play, me and all of my cousins and second cousins and third cousins, these epic games of hide-and-seek. My grandparents and their siblings had all built houses on tracts of land right next to each other. So we had like a 10-acre tract of land. We just ran about like wild children. And when, they would, when we would play hide-and-seek, I had the perfect hiding spot. It was a grape arbor that my great uncle Vernon had built. Now the grape arbor was about five feet high and probably 12 feet long. And by the time I was seven or eight, it had grown so much that the vines had overtaken the frame. There were huge grape leaves falling down the side. It was such that the vines and the leaves and the grapes went all the way to the ground. So when I army crawled in there, I could just sit there and eat grapes while they tried to find me. It was the perfect hiding spot. Now, I never saw that arbor when it was first being built, but now I know that a lot of work went into that. My great uncle Vernon picked the variety of grape that he wanted to use, and when he planted those vines, he had to help them grow around the arbor. He would shape them. 
He would cut away vines that weren't growing or bearing fruit the way that they should. And after many years of tender care, it became this huge living thing that took up so much room and produced so much fruit. It is this image of a vine and its branches that Jesus uses to talk to his disciples at this point in John's gospel. When Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches, he's answering for them a question that is on all of their hearts and minds because they're wondering what's going to happen to them after Jesus dies. After about chapter 15 in John's gospel, we begin what's called the farewell discourses. It is a time after Jesus has told of his coming crucifixion and death, and he's giving them all of the last teaching and instruction that he can before he goes. And I have to imagine that those disciples who loved Jesus must be filled with anxiety and grief to know that he might be leaving. And I imagine that they wonder, who are we to be after he goes? Will we be connected to him in any way? What's our life supposed to look like once you are no longer with us, Jesus? And so he gives them this image of a vine and its branches. Now, these were faithful Jews that he was speaking to. They knew what it meant to be a vine because they're images of a vine all over the Old Testament, particularly in the prophets and in the Psalms. Isaiah tells us that Israel itself was a vine that Almighty God took out of Egypt, out of slavery, and planted in the promised land. They're used to thinking of Israel as a vine that God took and planted We are even told in some of the prophets that Israel in its rebellion did not produce good fruit. It produced wild grapes. And so when Jesus says to them, I am the true vine, what that means to those disciples is that Jesus is the one who fulfills God's promises. Jesus is the one who is going to give them purpose and community in the world, whether he is here on earth with them or whether he has ascended to the Father. Jesus is the true vine. No longer is it Israel. It is Jesus who will give them meaning. And Jesus tells them that what they're going to have to do is abide in him. Abide in me, Jesus says. Live in me, remain in me. Even though Jesus will be gone, Jesus says, I want you to abide in me. Maybe the best translation of that is the idea of saying to abide is to make a home with. Make your home with me. And maybe that sounds too esoteric. I bet they wondered what exactly he meant, but he goes on to tell them. To abide in Jesus means that they remain in his word and in his prayer. Jesus tells them, you've already been cleansed. You've already been pruned and shaped by hearing my word. But you are going to have to continue into the future, making your home with me. Make your home in my word. Make your home in prayer. 
And more than that, Jesus says, make your home in community with other believers. This is how the new disciples will find their purpose, which is to bear fruit, to bring more life into this life. But it's also about how they will have community and be connected to God and to one another. Now, we are a community who have lived a very long time without the bodily presence of Jesus Christ with us. But I think you know as well as I do that Jesus is still in the world. His spirit is at work. We have had experiences of God, even though it has been so many years since he walked the earth. But I wonder sometimes if our question isn't also about purpose and about community. How many of us think that our purpose is to be the people of God in the world? that we are called to bear fruit. Our purpose isn't our occupation. Our purpose isn't what we do. Our purpose is to be the body of Christ in the world. And the same thing that nurtures those first century disciples, it nurtures you and me. To be close to the vine, to abide in Jesus means that we are to be in the word of Jesus, doing exactly what we do now, hearing God's word, working it out for ourselves in our own lives, being involved in prayer. But it also means, friends, that we are to be rooted in the community of Jesus Christ, the church. We are to be a people who come together And we are a community that calls on Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You are abiding in Jesus by just being here this morning. But that's what connects us to the vine so that we can grow and we can bear fruit. I thought about this idea of purpose and community when I was listening earlier this week to a podcast interview with Andrew Young civil rights leader and politician. Now, Andrew Young recounted how he found his purpose in life. He said for a long time, he had no purpose. He grew up this child of real privilege in New Orleans. His grandfather was incredibly wealthy and he handed down that wealth and that privilege to his children and grandchildren. Actually, Andrew Young had two college-educated parents when not a time when not many people did, and his father was a dentist. And so he lived this kind of blessed life, and then he went off to college, and after he was done with his four-year degree, he had no idea what he was going to do. He thought, do I become a dentist? Maybe I should join the military. But one morning, one Sunday morning, he's at home and his parents are getting ready to go to church. And Andrew says, I'm not going to go to church this morning. I'm going to go for a run. And so he heads out into the day and he says, for whatever reason, it was the longest run he had ever done. He ran for so long and he just kept following the path before him until finally he ended exhausted and he found himself on top of a high hill And he could see the horizon for miles around. And he was looking at the world and all that was in it. And he said, suddenly, a voice spoke to him and it said, there is a purpose for everything in God's world. Everything has a purpose. 
And you, Andrew, you have a purpose. And he knew in that moment that he was called to ministry. And he ran back down that hill knowing that he was going to live close to the vine. And he was going to live in Christian community. And he was going to try and bear fruit in all that he did. And boy, did he. In this life of faith, sometimes it feels as if we're far from God, doesn't it? It can be discouraging to feel as if God has abandoned us or as if God is far away. I want you to know that just because you feel that way does not mean that you aren't close to the vine. This closeness we have with Jesus, it is just beginning here on earth. It will be perfected in the world to come. But during those times, it helps to remember that we can root ourselves again in word and prayer and community. That these are the things that Jesus uses to nurture us the way a vine nurtures its branches. And may we all be a people who are so close, living in Jesus Christ and close to the vine, that we bear much fruit. Thanks be to God and amen.